Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me live. We're here at Get Up With God Studios this morning with Dylan Maverick, the one, the only host for Get Up With God. Maybe there'll be more hosts in the future. I think that'd be great. I think it'd be really cool if I could get uh, if I could get some people that I know to wake up this early. I would have them host. I think it'd be a great thing. But you've got me today, so thanks for being with me live. Thanks for everybody that's joined this morning. Hope you're having a great week so far. It's Tuesday. We're off to a great start for the week. We're gonna have a great week. You know, when you start to say things like that, you release faith into the air. And your words contain power. The Bible says when you say, we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but when you say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, but your words hold power. When you say things, it releases faith into the um, into the atmosphere. It releases faith for your weak. It releases power that you can possess what you say. And if you want to have a good week, one of the first things to start, there's a lot of things you can do to have a good week. There's a lot of good things you can do to have a good day. There's a lot of things you can do to have a a fantastic life. And if things aren't going great for you, well, we start somewhere, right? And the first place you have to start, and this isn't a motivational thing where you you change your mind around and you get motivated. It's completely different. Uh, There's a power within Christianity that's not available to the rest of the world if they're not a Christian, And we are equipped with a, uh, our spirit becomes equipped with an ear that the rest of the world is not equipped with. And our spirit obtains this ability to, uh, to possess faith and to have the ability of faith. It's not knowledge. It's different than just knowledge and knowing something. It's a level of faith. There's a level of uh, confidence and faith, this, this ingredient, this physical, tangible thing called faith, it's uh, completely separate than what you call knowledge. Two different things. And when you have that, oh, and you, you release that faith into your week, it changes everything. Dynamically, things change. Things can come against you, and you can withstand those things. Uh, the Bible says he's given us armor that we can wear in the midst of battle in our life. And no matter what's going on, whether it be inflation, whether it be sickness or disease, whether it be attacks from the enemy mentally, physically against our body, whatever whatever comes against us, this faith can bring us through to the other side. Thank you, Lord. Well, good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well this morning. I am your host, Dylan Maverick, as you can see at the bottom of the screen here. Um, I'm glad to be with you guys this morning and joining you live. It is Tuesday, March 15th. We're making it through the month. We're here at the, the smack dab middle of the month. You could call this hump day for for the month, but not for the week. But we're right in the middle of the week, and, or I'm sorry, right in the middle of the month. And it's going to be a great month um, of March. You're going to have a fantastic month if you stay on the word of God. Um, yeah, I believe it. Let's open our Bibles this morning. Let me greet some people that are with me. A couple comments this morning. I know we've got a lot of people out of town. There, you know, spring breaks going on. Um, you know, all the things that keep people busy and make people sleep in. Hey, I would sleep in too if I knew how to. But that's okay. 
we're here awake, alive. And now that I have available on my podcast, I see there's people that a bunch of people that watch on the Apple podcast. Well, they don't watch it, but they listen on the Apple podcast. I guess that's easier. You know, you can put it on the audio and you can be wherever and and participate via audio and that kind of thing, which is cool. That's why I made it available. So let me greet whoever's on that's commented with me. Randy, good morning. Good to see you. It's a God morning. We're having a great morning, a God morning. We're involving God in our day. Isn't that great that we can just involve God in our day like that? We don't have to go underground. We don't have to do anything crazy. We don't have to hide. We can literally just involve God in our day. And you know what we're really doing? We are, um, God's having a day already. (laughs) We're getting our life involved with God is what we're doing. And and we're positioning our life to be around God. You know, I want to find a quote um, that, that John Bevere said. And while I'm pulling it up, I'll keep greeting some people. And, uh, but Randy, God morning to you. It is a God morning. I accept that mom. Good morning. Good to see you. Love you so much. Hope you have a great day. Claudette. Good to see you. Thanks for being such a faithful listener and watcher with me. Uh, so good to see you. Um, Danielle, good morning. I know you're getting ready for your day this morning and starting to leave and do all that kind of stuff to make the trek up to Jacksonville. It's good to see you. Keith. And Becky are on this morning. Good to see you guys. Thanks for being live. Isn't this great? We, we work together. We start our day together. How great is this? Mama Connie, it's good to see you. Thanks for joining live. Guys, share the post if you can while you're watching. I don't know if you, you have the ability to do so. But be sure to share the post. Hit the like button. Comment with me. Um, got just a couple people on, on uh, Facebook this morning. Trying to build up the audience on Twitch and things like that. So here we go. So John Bevere, we're talking about involving God in our life is what I was just saying is involving God or really our life being involved with God. It's really not us involving God. That that doesn't work. You can't live your life and then add God to the equation. It's not how it works. Uh, you, you abandon your life. You give up your motives, your initiatives, your drive, your goals. You give up all those things and you you. Now you have a new plan. God directs your life. And then he gives you new plans and he gives you new goals and he gives you new vision for life. He gives you new admirations and he gives you new aspirations. He gives you all the things that you had that were for yourself, but now it's driven for him. And let me tell you, that's there's way more success in that. Uh, but John Bevere said this. He posted last night, you can't call Jesus your Lord and still run your own life. I love that. I thought it was a really good post, and it's completely true. You can't call Jesus your Lord and run your life. You can't call Jesus the commander of your life, and then you still run your life. It doesn't work like that. It'd be like you getting on a cruise ship and then constantly going to the captain's quarters and and telling him where to go, how to do things. You know, you're threatening to jump off the ship every time. You know, it doesn't work like that. The captain steers the boat. So either you're the captain. There's only one captain. Either he's the captain or you're the captain. And I choose to let Jesus be the captain captain of my life and thus my family's life. Reason being is I gave I accepted him as my Lord and my Savior. It was my choice. He didn't force that on me. 
you know, I think a lot of people forget that is that Christianity is completely a choice. You know, that's what that's the the thing about it is God has made it a choice for people. He doesn't force his will on people. He doesn't force his way on people. And most of the time when he gets angry, it's because of people that knew better to do things. They knew better. You know, they they there's evil people. But they, when you know better and to do wrong, that's that's a that's a dumb person. That's a very dumb, dull person. But anyway, uh, let's talk this morning about uh, four secrets that I read through. Uh, I got some notes from Date the Dakes uh, exhaustive study Bible here, and I want to share some scriptures I read and some things I think that'll help with our prayer life and having faith and confidence towards God. And, and continuing in our walk with him. Um, but I was talking about four secrets to having every prayer you pray get answered. And I think it's an important ingredient, you know, because when you pray and you, you're, you're petitioning the Lord, you're having a conversation with the Lord. And I want to start with this before we, we get into the prayer part of it. Um, you know, I think it's important is you have a, a, you have a relationship with God. You know, there's nothing worse than someone only coming to you when they need something. You understand what I'm saying? Um, if you're a grandparent, if you are a mom, a dad, um, you've probably experienced this before. You know, I know I have, or the feeling of it anyway. I shouldn't say I absolutely have experienced this exact thing because I, I don't know what other people are feeling or thinking. But you 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 know when someone comes to you and they, you, you could just tell that they, only want something they only come to you when they want something you don't hear from them you don't talk to them and then they come to you and they when they need something from hey do you got 20 bucks you know hey do you can i borrow this hey do you have any advice on this and and but but any other time of the year any other time of the month or whatever the case is they don't communicate with you unless they need something that you have well you know god is a real being he's not a human but we were made in his likeness right but he's a he's real, and he's he has emotions and feelings, and um, not to the level we do, where we were tainted and things like that. But he love he has compassion and love. The Bible is clear about that. He has grace, mercies. That means that he he has uh, things that he can uh, cast towards us, and uh, you know it, it takes having a relationship with God to be able to do some of these things. And that means just spending time with him and not asking him for anything or not trying to not trying to get anything for yourself. Really just spending time with him and having a relationship with him. This is not popular, a big conversation thing to have. You know, um, most things that get very popular are from people um, figuring out how to get things. And, and you know, we're going to talk about how to have your prayers answered. But a, a very important subject is having a relationship with God, being in relationship with Him. That's one of the one of the four items that we talk about in this prayer. Um, we started getting into pleasing God yesterday, how to please Him. But then one of these other um, one of these other points that I have is diligently seek Him, and we'll talk. I want to talk about the definition of diligently. Um, I want to talk about just what it means to have a true relationship with God and, and, and what that means to have that and what your life should look like when you do have that. And so let's do our confession. Open up your Bible with me. The first scripture we're going to go to today is we're going to read out of, um, 
we're going to read out of uh, Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, and then we're going to get into the rest of these notes here on um, on what we can do to have our prayer answered. Four, four keys to having our prayers answered. So let's read our confession together, and then we'll get to it right from here. Ready? Let's read. My Bible is my survival guide for life. By it, I live, and by it, I die, and I receive all the words that it has for me today, and I will walk in victory for the rest of my life. Well, glory to God. I agree with that. I believe that. And uh, I'm so thankful for the Word of God in my life. How about you? Well, do you have your coffee this morning? I've got mine, and it's tasty. And my wife's been staying away from caffeine, and she texted me yesterday. She's like, man, I'm jittery today. And she's like, I realized um, I grabbed the your your caffeine, you know, Starbucks pods, and I didn't use my caffeinated or my decaf one. So um, just be careful with those pods if you use them. You know, one thing I do want to get is a French press. I've been really interested in a French press where, you know, it's really strong, um, pure coffee. You pour the grounds right into that sucker. And anyway, who cares about that kind of stuff? But I do. So let's jump right into this. Um, we've got our confession done. I think we've covered all the little bases here. Um, let's jump right into the Bible. Let's go to Hebrews 11. And yesterday we were talking about pleasing God, one of the four keys, one of the four secrets to having your prayers answered by God is uh, is to is to please God. Uh, when God's pleased with you, when God is pleased with you, well think about it. When you're pleased with somebody or you're you're happy with somebody or you you care for somebody or you love somebody and you're pleased with that person, you want to do things for that person. So let's show let's see what God does. So in Hebrews 11:6 it says, but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that comes to God must believe that he is and believe that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I pulled up the the definition of the word diligent. It says having or showing care and conscientiousness in one's work or duties. Having or showing care and conscientiousness. So that's a big key is conscientiousness. You know, being aware. Do you only think about do you only think about Jesus or do you only think about God throughout the day whenever you need something? Do you think about God throughout the day on a regular basis? You know, diligently is you know, the in Joshua, let's turn there. Oh, it's one of the scriptures I want to turn to is Joshua. The way uh the way Jesus describes it, or the way the Bible describes it, rather, is it gives a, a form of how he sh how we should be pursuing the Lord. And, and when you have a relationship with somebody, you don't just think about them once a day, or never, for that matter, right? And I want to do everything I can to be close to the Lord, to be close in his presence. And so let's read out of Joshua 1. I'm almost there. These pages are so, so thin. All right. This book, so Joshua 1, verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So some people really want to wait until they've got a better opportunity 
to start doing the things of God, to start being involved with God and start having God involved in their life, you can't wait until the opportune time. you got to meditate on it. Well, I don't have time to meditate on the Bible. It's not what it said on the Bible. It says, that the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So it shall not depart from your mouth. You, you shall be, you need to meditate on the things of God on a regular basis. It doesn't mean that you sit and you shave your head like a monk and you have a robe on all day and you read the Bible and don't do anything else. That's not the case either. But it also isn't the other extreme where you only read the Bible in the morning and you've done your civic duty as a Christian for the day. No, you're in constant fellowship with God. You're communicating with him. That's why he gives you a prayer language. That's why he gives you a communication stream directly from him or directly from you to him because that is he he wants to be in constant communication with you it says that in jude is that you build yourself up by your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost you build your whole your faith up praying in the holy ghost that's so you've been you've been dealt the faith You've received faith by preaching and teaching. Now you're building that faith up. You're building up that confidence in God in communication and having a relationship with him. That's very important that throughout your day, you know, and things you can do to stay in that zone. Like I, like me personally, I spend a lot of time in my vehicle. I, you know, I maybe spend uh, anywhere from when I'm training a team to when I'm not training in that in between that. But let's say like right now I'm training a team. I might spend three hours at the office, three, maybe four hours at an office. The rest of my day, I'm in a truck. I'm in, or, you know, my vehicle, I'm, I'm in a vehicle. I'm, I'm jumping out of the vehicle. I'm back in the vehicle. You know, you can't sit and have a Bible open all day practically and, and hold it walking around. It just doesn't work. You're driving, you're walking around. I might be in a customer's home, but the reality of it is, in between those things, instead of jumping on social media, that's why a lot of times, you know, people think I'm goofy or I'm not disciplined, but it, it's become a habitual thing for me to sit down and pull up Instagram or pull up TikTok or pull up Twitter and stream through it while, and, and not even, I don't even pay attention really to what it is, but I just flip through it because I'm not doing anything. Well, I have eliminated that at times if I'm at a, if I'm at a stoplight. Or if I'm hopping back in my truck and I'm sitting and I had a phone call and then I'm sitting in my truck, this is just me, right? You've got to put this into your terms is in those times, instead of doing mundane things that don't produce, that aren't productive. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about being productive in business or that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being productive with my relationship with my King, my Lord is in that time I spend some time with him. I pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll pray. And I'm not talking about a 30-minute prayer either. You know, 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes. But if you're doing that all day, those little things add up. And that's a, you know, that's, that's a big problem with our society today is they think if I can't do the extreme, I don't want to do it at all. And I'm that way in a lot of things. Like if I don't want to, if, if I'm going to do something like a, do a nice dinner, if I'm going to dress or go somewhere, I want to dress to the nines and do things the best I can. That's, that's not really what I'm referencing. I mean, people like if they don't, if they can't do something they don't do it at all, you know, if you can't do a little bit and that's kind of, people show that with their money, you know, why aren't people, why don't people have, aren't, why aren't people in a better financial state is because they don't value the little things. They don't value the little time. 
You know, they go, to, they run to the gas station, spend $5 here, run to this place, spend $7 here, they go to this dinner, they spend $30, $40 on themselves there. Then they go to the next place. And by the time they've gone to the end of the week, they've spent, you know, four, five hundred, six hundred dollars and they go, man, you know, I, I make good money or I make money and I don't know where I'm, all my money goes. Well, you don't value the little things, right? You don't pay attention to the little details of things that get you off track little by little and the same thing happens in your walk with god but for the positive a little bit of time you don't have to spend an hour every hour right you don't spend 45 minutes every hour reading the bible but if you spend if you spend let's say you spend five minutes every hour and let's say this let's break it down even further let's say you spend 30 seconds of every 10 minutes you know over you know over an hour what you've spent, you know, 180 seconds in that time, because 10 minutes times six is an hour, 30 seconds times six is 180 seconds. So you're talking two, three minutes every hour, two, four. And then by the end of the day, you spent two and a half hours with God throughout your day and you're involved. God is involved in your life. You're involved with God in a, on a constant basis. And this is the things that he can do to start leading you and guiding you giving you direction for your life, start helping you in things that you would have never thought about things that you would have never, oh, I never had that. Um, you know, where did that idea come from? Where did that invention come from? Where did this idea to start this business come from? Where did this idea to help this person? Where did this idea, you know, and then the Lord can start using you in areas like the gifts of the spirit. When you're, when you've yielded your life to him regularly, and you're involved and, and you won't, you'll see that you steer away from things that aren't pleasing to him. And that's what we're talking about is pleasing God. Um, a couple other scriptures I've got here for pleasing God, um, being a diligent seeker of him, but, but pleasing God, uh, I've got in first John three and 21 and beloved, if, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not make us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence, complete assurance and boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders, observe his suggestions and injunctions, and follow his plan for us habitually and practice what is pleasing to him. That's, that's what a life pleasing to God looks like, is, is you receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey. That's the kind of prayer life you need, my friend. That's the kind of prayer life, the kind of relationship you need with God is when you ask him, and you've been in such a good relationship with him. You have no doubt. You know him. You you have fellowship with him. And that's through the Holy Spirit. He, he lives, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You know, it's tragedy. Like if you had a roommate, you know, thankfully, like I had when I was growing up and um, when I was going to Bible college, we went, I went to my local church, Bible college, and I had bought a house when I was 19 years old that I could definitely could not afford. And the deal wasn't a good deal. But long story short, I I did it. I bought a house, and um, thankfully I had roommates during that time. And you know, I probably I would have had to really scrape to be able to afford it. But I had roommates that helped me pay for the house, and I had one roommate. And this one roommate, you know, we we knew each other prior to them moving in as a roommate. But during the time that they were roommate, we built a relationship. And now I consider this person like family to me. And this roommate that I had, some of you have heard, she, she was uh, was at the time dating 
my best friend and my best friend, me and him grew up together. Well, I didn't know her very well. He knew her. They were just starting to date and build a relationship and she moved in with me and you know, she obviously she had a separate room, separate bathroom. We were, you know, in different parts of the house and she had her stuff. I had my stuff, but, but there'd be times where we'd be passing each other. Hey, how's your day going? Hey, what's going on with this? Hey, did you do this in Bible college? And Hey, did you do that? And we'd start building a relationship. Well, over a, a year or whatever, however long it was that we lived there, maybe a year, two years. And you know, we'd built this strong relationship to now I consider her my sister and she's married to my best friend and they have a family and, but th- here's the thing. My point was this. It, what a tragedy it would be if I never got to know her as a person. If we never built a relationship while she was. What a tragedy how close she is to me. She lives in the same house as me. Well, the same thing. The Holy Ghost lives in you. Do you know his tendencies? Do you know when he triggers you and says, hey, and I don't mean to get angry. I mean, he, he sparks something. Hey, I'm trying to talk to you. Are you. Do you recognize it or do you just brush it off because you don't have a relationship with him? That's not pleasing to God. When he tries to communicate with you and he can't communicate with you and you, or you don't listen, he can come. He's listen. God's God doesn't have a speech impediment. He can communicate just fine. It's us who we don't listen because most of the time we don't hear that voice and we don't hear that voice because it takes work to be able to be disciplined, to hear that voice when he speaks to you. That's not pleasing to God. And when, when you're not pleasing God, because that's a lack of faith, a lack of confidence. When you don't spend have a relationship with him, and there's a lack of faith there, and that's not pleasing to God. Like we read, the only way to please him, there's very few things that you'll see God say is impossible to you because nothing is impossible to him. But if it's if he's not involved in the equation, it, things get very impossible very quickly. But he he's interested in pleasing us and making us happy. Uh, uh, um as much as he wants to be pleased by us. Let me show you what I mean. So turn into to numbers. But but anyway, finishing my thought, what a tragedy it would be to have a roommate like that. And and we've got a, our families are so close. You know, my daughter, they have a son um, and they're very, they call it, they're like cousins. You know, they call uh, my, my friends, my daughter calls them uncle and aunt and, and their son calls me uncle. But here and, and my wife and, and and we've built this amazing relationship together. And but what a tragedy it would have been had she we lived together for two years and we never talked. We never with them being that with her being that close. And so the Holy Ghost lived that close to you and you don't talk to him all day. You don't pray in his language to him. And he's not an it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a real being. He's a real He's a spirit form and lives, he's roommating with you, with your spirit. And a lot of times our spirit is over dominating and, and doesn't take time to hear the spirit, doesn't take time to communicate with the Holy Spirit. And that's a, what a tragedy that, that would really be. And, and not being able to have that communication, that relationship. So turn with me into numbers, uh, numbers 24. I'm going to read it from the new King James numbers 24. Verse 1, Numbers 24, verse 1, says, Now when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go as other as at other times to seek to use sorcery, but he set his face toward the wilderness. So 
in context is speaking of of this Balaam and but I want to say what his point was when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel. So wait a second. I thought we're talking about what we have to do to be pleasing to God to get our prayer. Well, it pleases God to give you the desires of your heart. Did you know that it pleases God for him, for him to be involved in your things and to make them greater than what you can do with it? That pleases God. I'm not saying that that you live your life and then you involve God in it and God makes it better. I'm talking about you've given your life to him. You're living a life pleasing to him by being surrendered to him, being led by him. But when he's involved in it, when he's included in it, it makes it better than you could ever do for your own self. Amazing. Amazing. This is only available to the Christian. This isn't available to every person on the planet. Dylan, how could you be talking about these things when there's there's wars going on, people are having their house tormented? Let me help you. They need they need God involved in those equations. That's exactly what we're doing. We're involving God in the equation in everything that we do. There's never there shouldn't be any equations in your life that you go into without God being involved in it. If you have to look at a situation in your life and say, "All right, what, what, let me see what the Lord would do in this scenario," you've got to figure out why you're in that scenario in the first place. Because you should be going with God everywhere. God should be before you make a decision. Man, I should have thought about this before. Let me ask what the Lord thinks I should do. Well, why did you get there? That's we got to backtrack to that. Why did you get there in the first place? without God included in it. And now you're trying to involve God. See, you see what I'm saying? You can't be, uh, my pastor's got a great, great saying. I might botch it, but he's got a, a he calls it a Summerlin proverb, uh, which is his last name. Summerlin proverb. He says, he who rides the fence has sore crotch. And a hundred percent true. You can't live your life. And then when you deem it necessary, include God, that's not pleasing to God. You've got to, and I'm, these are, I'm giving you two keys here, four secrets to getting every prayer answered. Number one is pleasing God. And then number two is diligently seeking him. Uh, we read out of Joshua 1.8. Listen to this in Joshua 22, verse 5. But, but take careful heed. This is Joshua 22, verse 5. But take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to keep his commandments and to hold fast to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Let me read that out of the uh, Amplified. Let me get the Amplified out. 22.5. But take diligent heed to do the commandment and law which Moses, the servant of God, of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord and to walk in all his ways and keep his commandments and cling to and unite with him and to serve him with all your heart and soul, your very life, everything you do. So two keys. I don't know that we're get, we'll get through all the keys today. Uh, two keys, four secrets, uh, of, four secrets of getting your prayers answered, having every prayer you pray answered is pleasing God, being pleasing to God because he loves to please his people. He, he loves that. We've seen over and over in the word of God where it pleases him uh, to do things for his people. Uh, number two, diligently seek him. Number three, believe that he is and believe that he's a rewarder. That's, that's one important thing. Now, that's what you have to do. 
That's not something he does. He is a rewarder. He is. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So we know the God is, but then we also have to know that he is a rewarder. It's not just believing in him. You know, the enemy, Satan believes in God. He knows he's real, but why is Satan in the position he's in? Well, because he's rebellious and he's an evil, evil at heart. He's evil, period. He is the, the epitome of evil. Well, believing that God isn't, isn't enough, just believing that he is. You have to believe he is and that he's a rewarder. There's an and there. It's a conjunction sentence. You add those things together. Um, that, might, that might not be grammatically correct, but believe that he is and believe that he is a rewarder. It's two, two, you know, uh, two thoughts coming together as one. Out of James 1, verse 4, it says, But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly Perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. So there's a part we have to play. Steadfast is patience, endurance, so that you're, you can have a thorough work done in your life. We, we, we have to believe that he is a rewarder, believe he is and that he's a rewarder. Even in the midst of things that are going wrong, God doesn't change. He's still a good God. He's still a rewarder. Just because there's things around you that are happening that aren't good, your confidence has to stay in in the the power and ability of God and what He does for His people. Uh, let me read this out of James real quick. This just came to me. Um, that God is the uh, only thing; He's the only one that has good gifts come to us. Not not one of the things. Any good gifts, any good gifts that come from from any part of your life come from God. Oh, I don't want the New Living Translation. Hold on, let me change the translation here. There we go. Out of James... Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So there's no bad things that come from... If there's bad, if there's any evil, any bad in it, it does not come from God. We, we, it's clear in the Bible, James 1 verse 17, every good and every perfect gift is from above. So anything good that comes to you comes from the Father. He doesn't do bad gifts to people. He doesn't do that. Now, he has wrath, but that's not a gift. That's different. That's, that's not a good thing. And comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God loves to please his people that, let, that love him and please him. And finally, believe he is, believe that he's a rewarder. And finally, say without doubting. This one we may stick on for a little longer tomorrow. Um, I may talk about this a little more. Say without doubting. Turn into Mark eleven twenty two. Mark eleven twenty two. While you're turning there, let me read John sixteen twenty three. And in that day, this is John sixteen verse twenty twenty three. And in that day, you will ask me anything. Most, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask in the the Father in my name, He will give you. When you say, when you confess, when you pray in the Father's name, 
he will give anything to you. It doesn't say anything that he wills. That's not what it says. You'd have to add to the scripture to say that. In that day, you will ask me nothing. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Now, Mark eleven twenty two. So he answered to them and said, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Verse 24, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Let me go through them one more time. Four secrets to having your prayers answered, pleasing God, diligently seeking him, believing that he is and that he's a rewarder and saying without doubting. If you put these elements together, you spend with the, with in conjunction with having a relationship with God, um, things for the better will happen in any situation for healing for financial increase for mental clarity mental peace you know you're being tormented by the uh by by evil thoughts you're being tormented by just you know wickedness in your mind and you're just being taken over these these forced you put these four steps into play in your life these four little secrets, and they're not secrets. I, I I took that out of out of the Dakes. He he titled um, one of the prayer keys as a secret key. I just like the term secret. It's really not a secret. Um, the Bible tells us that you know the Bible says there are mysteries and there's secrets, and you can pray out those secrets and those mysteries by praying in tongues and things like that. But that's not what we're talking about. I just like the catch, the, you know, the phrase of it: secrets to um, because to the rest of the world that's not saved, that doesn't have a relationship with God. It is a secret to them. They're not aware of it. It's important that me and you share these things with the world. Um, we need to reach people on a regular basis. I'm just sharing some thoughts with you. So um, let's have a great day today. Seek God with all your heart. Love God with all your heart. Be a, a diligent seeker of God to include him in everything that you do. And make sure he's leading you to whatever you do. Um, don't do things just willy-nilly. Whatever you think, whatever you feel, however you want to do them, uh, be a diligent seeker of God. Include him in everything that you do and make sure he's leading you so that you don't go down some paths that you you know, regret on a later time. Listen, I love you so much. I appreciate you joining me. Um, everybody that partners and gives, I want to thank you and give a shout out to everybody that does. I love you so much. If you commented and I didn't call you out uh, and, and thank you this morning, it's not because um, I, I don't care about you. I, I just didn't catch it by the time I was greeting everybody. But thank you if you joined live. If you're watching later, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative of everybody that does share this broadcast. And be sure to like it. Hit the like button while you're here. Comment. Let me know that you were on. And share the post on your Facebook. You know, take a screenshot. This is huge. If you take a screenshot, post it on your page or post it on Twitter or post it on uh, on social media, whatever social media platform, and tag Get Up With God. I've got an Instagram. You can do Get Up With God on Instagram. You can tag Get Up With God on Facebook. And that just spreads it and lets more people know about it if you tag uh, tag the page. So please do that. 
before you sign off and log off. But listen, I love you. Check out my website, dylanmaverick.com. I'm going to do a little short outro here in just a minute. Um, you can learn different things about me and the website on uh, where to watch and different things. There's Apple Podcasts, but you can go to the website, dylanmaverick.com, get links to these different things and uh, and participate that way and, and consider becoming a partner with us to, to reach more people, help you know spread this thing around and uh you know that'd be on I'd be honored to have you part be a part of that but more importantly be led to do it don't just do it just to do it but be led to do it because the Lord would have a harvest in mind for you if he has seed for you to sow and uh thank you Lord that's awesome so let me pray for you and if uh if you've never met Jesus before um today's your opportunity to do so um I believe that he's got a plan for every person's life the Bible says he's um He's the way out of darkness and he is the, he is the light in the darkness. And so, um, if you've never met Jesus or it's been a long time or you, uh, need to repent and get things right with him, today's the day. I want to pray with you. I'll pray for you, but I want to pray with you as well. Um, and so I want to pray a quick prayer, but if you want to re go through the prayer by yourself, you can go to my website, dylanmaverick.com and you can click a link that says meet Jesus. But if you if you've never met Jesus, you're watching this live, or you're watching this at a times past, uh, you know a later time. Um, say this prayer with me. Say, "Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me brand new. Jesus, I believe you died. I believe you rose again, and I believe you're coming back again for me. I'm saved." I'm born again, and I'm on my way to heaven because Jesus is in my heart. Well, I hope that blessed you today. I hope this was a good start to your day. It was a good start to mine. I'm ready to get the day and conquer it. So let me pray for you, Lord. Bless the people under the sound of my voice. Help them this morning. Everybody that's listening, whether now, live, or later, help them, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you for all that you do for us. We love you, Lord. Amen. Well, have a great day today. I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., for our morning devotional. See you soon. Bye-bye.